Hey y'all, we are back um, for episode 56 of Bitches Love Brunch. Y'all know who hey. this is. <laughs> hey guys, it's Kiana. Welcome back. Welcome back to you. Y'all, Kiana has been away for three weeks? Three years. That's what it felt like. Okay. It felt like three years, but it was only, it was three weeks. I was gone for three weeks. <laughs> it did feel like a really long time. And you know what everybody has said, um, you know, that it was that three weeks went by so fast. And I was like, because you weren't living it. Right. You weren't living it. Well, maybe you were, but not. not I didn't feel like it went by fast. I'm like, when is she coming back? Yeah, it was such a good trip, though. Like, I'm so grateful for all my experiences. And I, I love when that happens. I think that that will always happen to me each time I go to a new, a new place. Absolutely. I'm just like, I'm in awe. Like, how did I get here? Like, where I'm from, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And to see stuff that I thought that I could never see. And I think that's so cool. But it was still rough. I think this was a rough trip for me. Just because of how long it was, everything yeah. that was going on in life. I was just like, I would rather be home right now. There was so much going on in the world that you just want to go back and be with your people. And yeah. I was away. I was away. But it was it was really good, though. It's really good. I feel it. How you feeling? I am feeling good. Um, I can't remember if I told you this. I think I have. That I'm this home. always happens this way. Right now, I'm just going to let it happen. You're going to tell me something that I was wanting to know earlier you're gonna tell me right now it's not that it's not even that deep see relax i'm trying to give you positive things that are happening in my life okay i'm ready go ahead no um so i'm participating in the first 100 days challenge um, yes that chrissy does shout out to the podcast um and so I'm sharing that because it really just has been helpful. So the at the end of the year, she did a final 100 days challenge to wrap up the year. Um, and so you set some goals that you want to do for those 100 days. Well, um, in this cycle, she did it where it's 10 day increments, which it has been, yes. which has made it so much easier to just kind of, um, get accustomed to and creating better habits. And so I have really thoroughly enjoyed this yes. um, because each time I'm like, you can like, so you can choose a goal for the first 10 days. And if you want to, you can keep that goal for the next cycle for the next 10 days. Um, okay. Or you can switch it up altogether. Um, and so I have loved it because each time I have been able to build upon it in a different way. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's when I shared with you. I don't think I shared it on the podcast, but like I um I got back into my journaling and mm-hmm. then um started taking my vitamins and so those yeah. things have not slipped away. I just kept building on top of them. Um and so in cycle four, which we're today is the last day of cycle four, so this is the fortieth day. Um I did I'm sticking to this food list that's a part of a detox. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I went back to not eating meat. So this has just been like really on point. It was not part of my goal to start working out again in this cycle, but I did Mm -hmm. because I was just like, there's no better time than now. Like, let's just get on top of this shit. Like, we don't, we don't have time to wait. No, we don't. Like, I was like, okay, well, I'll do this. I'll start working out in the next cycle. And then I was like. That Kiana's birthday coming up. I'm trying to be cute Ow. in Nashville. 
Yeah. I'm not playing them games. Bitch got to share the no. couple. By then. Keep, your, keep your feet on their necks. Yes. On my own neck. Don't too. let up. So I've been, I have been getting it in. I'm going to save the rest um, for the end. That's really cool. Share that for my tip. But life has been really good. Like, it Amen. ain't easy. Let me no, it's not. Let me not say that. I don't want to give y'all that impression, but the things that I have been doing. Oh, the heat kicked in. The things that I have been doing <laughs> have made it um, better to navigate. And still going to see my girl Karen on a weekly basis. Yes, Karen. Hey, girl. So, y'all already know. Life is good. Life That's is good. really good to hear. I love hearing that, Courtney. That makes me so happy. Because I remember when we talked about that. And it was at the beginning of it. And I don't think I've added anything new since we last talked. But I've still been sticking to, like, that only water. That only mm, The thing that mm-hmm. I started a while ago, I haven't changed it. And now you got me wanting to mix it up a little bit. Like, I'm good. I mastered that. Even now, when I, I'm... I've rewarded myself with crystal light, but I only mm-hmm. still drink water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Christy for that. And shout out to Christy because there are so many women that when I stop and I think of my journey who said stuff to me, I really remember, I remember like quotes from people. I remember my commencement speech. I took something from that. And I remember this lady said, nobody is immune to the trials and tribulations of life. And that always Absolutely stuck with me. Not. And I remember in undergrad, and I was going crazy. Like, I was forgetting to eat. I was going to class. You know how you join all these different um, organizations, mm-hmm. and you don't know which ones you belong to yet? And I remember being at Chrissy and um, Zakia's house. And I will never forget that Chrissy, it was either Chrissy or Zakia. They told me, work smarter, not harder. Yep. And I was like, okay. I need to figure this out. I need to figure this out. There's a way that I can work smarter and not harder. And I love her because she always just, it's always those mental things that help you. So shout out to Chrissy. Yeah. She's the homie. She's definitely and the homie. She's a vodka and she's from Cleveland. Yeah, she is. That girl yeah. be everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's kick it off. Are you drinking anything? Yeah, we're going to pass the mimosa. We're going to pass, pass the mimosa. <laughs> because I'm not drinking anything. Next table. <laughs> and you not drinking anything. <laughs> so I just told y'all got some crystal light. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. So they I'm can happy. they can send we're gonna send that bottle. Um we're gonna pass that bottle to the next table. Okay, that's cool. We're gonna buy somebody else some drinks. Mm-hmm. Send us the um send us a check later. So um, you're gonna so share we, the good news with us. Yes, I am. So here it is. The good news is that if we give our children sound self-love, they will be able to deal with whatever life puts before them by Bill Hooks. I like it. And I love yeah. Bill Hooks. Yes. So I thought that that was a good um, a good way to start off this episode because we have so much to talk about and so much to unpack. And I think that one thing that Courtney and I, we always try to push is it all comes down to self and it always comes down to knowing yourself and loving yourself and when you don't know how to love yourself and the people who look like you um it shows it shows and and right now um we witnessed a lot of people who got some self-love issues going on right now and you and it's apparent and it and it um it's painful to watch and it's painful to endure and it's painful for a lot of people. And I think that we should be able to sit down and have a reasonable conversation about what's happening because this is black history month. 
and as two proud black women um i think there's no better way than to dig into some of our our pain because that's our history too and we can't ignore that we are people who have been hurt for a very long time and we've endured a lot of trauma and right now the world sees our trauma and we need to let them know what's happening and, and call it by name and we need to let the people know who's responsible for this pain yep. so i think that this is a wonderful opportunity to do that yep i first want to say maybe i'll save that for later i'll, I'll let you continue on and kick this off <laughs> oh so we just want to bring up you know what happened between gail king and what transpired um, between Snoop Dogg and the rest of the internet and all of the profile pictures that was real amped up. Um, <laughs> and just <laughs> talk about what really happened and what happened in that interview and what happened and what we watched happen to a lot of a lot of black um, hearts being broken in that regard as well. So there is two sides to every coin. And the good thing about, you know, you're not really being in it, you can sit back, which everybody Absolutely. should sit back, and you can you can look and see what's happening because you don't want to end up on the wrong side of stuff like this, Absolutely. especially when it's your people, because you need to know whose side to jump in on. I always tell my friends that, you know what I mean? Like, we we can, we can I'm a swing person, maybe ask questions later, but there are opportunities for us to reflect and to see which side truly was right and where we move forward from there on out. And so we were able to see a lot of different things. So we're just going to talk about Snoop. We're going to talk about Gail and what happened before the other. So I think we should address Gail um, and the well, things that, that transpired. Let's, 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 let's backtrack here for a second because um, I want to acknowledge that I thought it very ironic that the last time we, we were recording was the day that Kobe passed. Um, yes, un unbeknownst yes, to that us. That is very true. So that is we, very true. I'm sure you, like the rest of us, even though you were overseas, um, I remember we finished recording. Mm -hmm. It was somewhat of an um, emotional episode for us. Yep. That's why I say it's ironic because we were talking about emotions in the black community. Um, and I went to go get some Chipotle and on my way back, I found out about Kobe, right? So this that has to true. be like... One, two o'clock, something like that. Um, so a lot transpired between episode 55, literally two weeks ago, uh -huh. and now. Um, and I want to first say that when I saw that Kobe passed, I, it really took me out the game. Yeah. This, this one hit hard. Um, because of what Kobe represented um, in so many ways, in so many mm -hmm. facets. And for me, what he represented was evolution. Mm -hmm. um, I was never one, and I'll be the first to say this, I was never one to be like, I am a Kobe fan. Mm -hmm. I actually did not like Kobe in his early years. I did not <laughs> like his cockiness. But that mm -hmm. did not change how I felt in that moment to find out that he had passed. Because right. what I saw from Kobe was a boy that went into the league at 17, 18 yeah. to this 41-year-old man and father and husband and supporter and advocate. Um, and so even on that day, like almost immediately, I saw so many people bringing up his past mm -hmm. um, about the rape, the rape allegations. 
And I was just like, it's too soon. It's unnecessary, period. But y'all got to do this today. And it wasn't in a way of, because I get the people, especially those that have been rape and sexual assault victims, I get those people of, I get being able to acknowledge or wanting to acknowledge that for that group of people, and especially for that young woman, it's okay to feel two sets of emotions on this day. But the bashing that took place, I thought was too much. So let's fast forward because I wanted to give that context because a lot of that has happened in the last couple of weeks where while Kobe has been remembered, he has been honored, and I know that he will continue to be along with everybody else um, that that died that day, um, it's really started to start digging up his past as well. Yeah. Um, so a lot has taken place over the last two weeks. And so here we are, fast forward to, I can't remember the day that the interview came out or the snippet, the clip came out. I want to say it was Wednesday or Thursday to Gail having the interview and conversation with Lisa Leslie. Now yes. I'll leave it to you. <laughs> One, rightfully so, to, to bring it back to that point. And I really, that, that, I just remember that did happen were when we recorded and thank you for reminding me that that happened because that that affected the community in a way that i think that is important to address too because mm-hmm. there there is this far too often we watch black bodies on on tv and we're re-traumatized and we yep. and we, we mourn together as a community and those are really really sacred moments for us as a community and i think what happened with Kobe Bryant's passing is that it unified the world in a way that we too often already mourn with each other. Right. So y'all just got welcomed welcomed into the show. And so for the first time, y'all feel what we feel in a very long time, at least it feels like. So, and I'm saying y'all, I mean white America. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, this is something that we experience often with each other. It is a very, it's a very tumultuous time. And this is something that I have issues with. And we spoke about this before, like when we have to go to work and nobody asks us if we're okay. And yep. we see black bodies being shot on TV. And, and y'all want to hire diverse people. And y'all, but y'all don't want to address diverse issues. We come into work morning. We're mm-hmm. going through something. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to say that we knew this person or not, you don't know what that feels like. Yeah. You don't know what that feels like. And so I just want to put us in that mind frame, too, because this is I don't think black people understand how often this happens and what's happening. Why we're watching this happen. These are two people who are grieving. Yeah. One, both of them. Gail King should be grieving. And so should Snoop Dogg. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They're in the grieving process and people react in absurd ways when they're going through grief in mm-hmm. front of the public eye. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you gave that context because I think that that's needed. Because we um, were all hurting. Yeah, every, everybody's hurting. Everybody's hurting. And like I said, there's a reason for everything that doesn't give it an excuse. Absolutely. That does not that necessarily make things excuse. okay. And so I don't want to repeat what Gail was talking about just because I, I don't want to tie that when, when, when I remember it, Kobe. So she said what she said to Leslie. Um, and I thought it was very, I thought it was tasteless. And I understand a lot of people have been saying 
Um, you know, because she's a journalist, they understand her journalistic um, point of view. And I, and I understand that too, but let me just say this. As a journalist, you know, before we are anything, we are black women. Mm-hmm. Before I am what I do for work, but that's my role. I'm a, I'm a black woman before anything. Mm-hmm. So what you see, you don't look at me and be like, she does this for work. No, you just see me as a black woman. That's who I am. And I think that as a community, we have to learn how to take off that professional side and not want to make a buck and really tune into who you are. You're a black woman bringing up a man's past that means his wife has to relive, that his daughter has to relive, mm-hmm. that one of them is of age. And so I know she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you I understand you're a journalist, but you be a black woman first because so- we need you. And so... And I and we've talked about this on the show too because I think that sometimes we don't call out the older black women in our lives, like when we talked about mothers and mm-hmm. how when mothers don't get along with their younger black daughters, that happens. And we got to start to be honest with each other. And there's some pain behind black women who do things like that. And I just think that I thought it was tasteless. I thought that that was something she should have veered from, even if she was a journalist. There are so many billion other fucking questions you can ask. So let me, I, I got a couple things. Did you see the five minute clip versus the snippet? I saw the whole thing. Okay. I still think that it's a tasteless okay. question okay. to ask. Hold Bring on. it up, That's period. Just, that, I just had a question. I wanted to give myself context for what you know <laughs> before I proceed in yes. my point. So, um, and, I, and I asked that because that that wasn't necessarily going to change your view of it. That that provides context to me to say, okay, we talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say this because you know this. I I made several po- posts because I was up to here with um, some of the things that I was seeing in response to mm-hmm. um, in response to this interview. Um, shoot, I kind of just forgot my thought oh so you know i kind of went on a rant a little bit um Mm -hmm. at one point i thought i was gonna go on a whole video rant but (laughs) that wasn't that wasn't gonna happen but what i will say is um what that allowed me to do if you didn't see that thread you know i just kind of made a post Mm -hmm. about um black men or people really essentially feel so comfortable disrespecting black women Um, And I'm so glad that I did because that allowed for me to have conversations with people where we were disagreeing, Mm -hmm. um, but it was a respectful conversation. Mm -hmm. And that was the point of what I was trying to get to. Now, what I will say about Gail, because I was one of those people, but I'm also on both sides of it where she was doing her job. And I shared this with a friend. Did she have to ask those questions? Absolutely not. Wasn't nobody holding a gun to her head? Was that necessary for her to ask those questions? Absolutely not. But what I also saw in that video was, and I can't speak for Gail. I don't know that woman. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know that woman like the man in the moon. Um, What I also saw, though, was Lisa Leslie hasn't had an opportunity to respond to those questions in mm-hmm. the way that she absolutely should have. Because yeah. Gail asked her, should we even be talking about this right now? 
And I truly believe, again, I don't know Gail's intent. I don't. Um, but I truly believe that was a setup for Lisa to say, we should not. We should not be talking about this right now. This is not fair to this man, to this man's legacy, and to the people that are mourning. His, like you said, his wife, his, his kids. This is not what we should be focused on. I feel like, you know, Gail lobbed it up to her and, and Leslie dunked it. Like she does what she does on the, she did what she does on the court, off the court. Like this is not the conversation that we should be having. Again, I reiterate, Gail did not have to ask those questions. Um, yeah. But I did see it as an opportunity once I saw Lisa's response and the way that she carried herself and her poise. I saw it as an opportunity for Lisa to be like, we have got to squash this. But like, I don't think, me personally, I don't think that that's fair either. I think the best way that you can lead is by example. And if you don't think that anybody is supposed to be making these accusations about Kobe, then why say them? And I feel like even though Lisa Leslie dumped it and answered it the way that she was supposed to, she still brought it up just alongside Gail. I mean, not alongside Gail, no, but I know she what you mean. it yeah. wasn't her fault that yeah. she, she was put in that, in yeah, that situation yeah, yeah. with Gail. But I say all that to say is that Lisa Leslie don't speak for all women because there are some women who do want to have that conversation and they're, they're, they're able to. She and does, so she I does think not. that either her clearing up the name or not, you don't get to speak for all women. What do you mean? You don't like for her to say like, Hey, you know, I don't think this should be a topic of conversation. No, it shouldn't be a topic of conversation in the media. Therefore don't bring it in the media. Right, but right, right. If you, but if you are saying no, this shouldn't be a to- topic of conversation. Period. That's not fair because there are women who do feel some type of way, like we said about Kobe. Right, right. right. They rightfully have their right to right. feel that way. You can't tell them that. So I get that you're trying to make a point, but also you're smacking somebody else in the face as well. So I think all y'all should just shut up and leave it out the media. <laughs> I feel you. I guess I I deal in and the space of that it happened. Like, because we can't take it back. I just can't believe that there are just certain things. It's called tact. Yes. Some people just like tact. And you need to have class. And there there were rules that I think that we may have taken too literally as a black community. Like, stay in a child's place and don't speak when being spoken to. Those things, they really have harmed us as people. But I do believe that what happens at home stays in our house. Mm -hmm, There are certain mm -hmm. things that we can discuss behind closed doors. And, you you should have discussed them behind closed Mm -hmm. doors. And that's absolutely how I feel about what took place afterwards. Because in my mindset, like, so let's move on to Snoop. And I think DJ Envy said this, and I had somebody send it to me and say that uh, Envy was problematic and essentially saying, like, you know, Kobe, Kobe, uh, Snoop was grieving. Like, when you lose a friend like that, you might go to these extremes, right? Mm-hmm. My my thing was it happened. I can't change what Gail did. I can't change what she said. Um, and at the end of the day, almost to your point, regardless of my opinion around it or not, Gail still has a choice and Gail still has an opinion. And she's going to do what she want to do regardless. Um, I... I let me also say this. I do also think that it was, um, and this is not excusing Gail, 
Um, but I think this is what happens a lot in the media all the time. I thought it was very tasteless of her network <laughs> to show a very short clip without, and that's why I'm all about providing yeah. context to show yep. a very short clip because you got to see, you also have to see the conversation that they were having as it, Gail did not go into this conversation. And that's also the other thing that pisses me off. Gail did not go into this conversation the way she did with R. Kelly. Um, yeah. And that, that's also what irritates me about her saying something and bringing this up because now people are lumping Kobe with R. Kelly and the Bill Cosby's. Don't do that shit. Right. <laughs> they are not in the same conversation. No, they're not. <laughs> they're that, not that, in that the our... same conversation. Cosby is in jail. <laughs> Cosby is in jail for multiple instances. This, and I'm not saying that because it was just one that it meant that it makes it less. Um, what's the word? Traumatic. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case. But Kobe should not be in the same conversation as Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. Let me just say that. I kind of went on a tangent right there and, and lost my whole <laughs> whole direction. Um, but just going back to the point that I did think that it was tasteless for her network to to play a clip and not give the whole context because I really do believe that that's kind of what incited all of this. Yeah. Um, especially because the conversation had already happened. It had already aired. Um, but that... For me, that that is, I think that one thing that I've been seeing too that is a, is a pattern on both sides is this it black is. tax that they both are paying. It you know, is. as as a black woman, who is going to protect you at work? You know, because they just looking at it just as a job. Exactly. And then two, which is why it's important as a black woman why you have some standards about what you say. Exactly. So that and that, and that's another thing. So because you have to play kiss up to the network in turn you may have burned a brother mm-hmm. in that process that's why it's so important for us to always have each other's backs that's why we sh- we she shouldn't have done what she did and that's why Snoop should have done what he's done and you because take care of family business so that way networks are doing things like this to each other we can call that out versus really so focusing on us attacking each other exactly we, we're worried about the we're, we're mad at the wrong people and we, we say this all the time. We've said this several times before. You keep family business at home. And that was my whole thing across the board about all of it was that, because um, I can't remember which one of my friends was in my DMs at this point when we were kind of going back and forth. I was like, I'm not saying Snoop is wrong for feeling the way that he feels. You can't, you can't, you can't put how you feel on somebody else. Or how you think they should handle the situation on somebody else. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is there are way too many connections in the black community that Snoop could have had his people call Gail's people. Right. And Gail's people could have called Snoop's people. And we could have been and it we could have been able to um present this conversation in a different way to the media together to say, look. Snoop could have been on on because uh he was on Ricky Smiley talking about it too. Um, both of them could have been able to come back to say, you know what, I had a conversation, I had a real good conversation with Snoop. He, you know, he pretty much almost how Wendy Williams does, like he pretty much let right. me have it. Um, 
but I'm here to say, you know, we good now. And I understand why he thought it was tasteless. And, and Snoop could have had the same conversation of, I understand where she was coming from, from her job standpoint. We still may disagree on that, but that could have been avoided or with Snoop's reaction and everybody else's reaction. Cause I won't just put this on Snoop either. Like he no. wasn't the only one. No, he wasn't. Um, but my thing is too with, um, cause I don't want to get to Snoop too fast because I think that with Gail, I really think that there is just this cry for help for black mothers who need therapy. And granted, hmm. Gail doesn't have kids, and that doesn't mean yes, that she's she still not our elder. That still doesn't mean she doesn't need to be cared for. She by got a son. Woman. She got kids. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, listen. More, more, more mm-hmm. black mothers need therapy because when I think you sit in a position like that and you know the stature of your position, you're Oprah's best friend. Everybody loves, supposedly cherishes Oprah in our community. And for you not to recognize that opportunity to be a mother figure, when you, I just, I, just, I don't understand that because you want the respect of, of that person. So you have to give that. And so for me, that, that, I think that we have to look at it too. Like, there are a lot of people who can see themselves responding as Gail did. And I think that sometimes. We got to look at, instead of asking ourselves, like, what do we want to be when we grow up in terms of professions? But, like, what kind of person do you want to be? How do you want your community to look at you? How do you want to be remembered? And I think that, I don't want to skip over that, because I think it's so important that people start to look at stuff that more than skin deep as, like, a journalist or or a um, podcaster or, you know what I mean? Like, who are you as a person? And I think that, she will. She. I'm. I'm pretty sure all these years she's really enjoyed being Oprah's best friend. You know what I mean? Being one of the aunties. So, aunties, mamas, be be that because I think we need that from our older community, and sometimes we miss that. We we miss those levels of affection that I think a lot of a lot of people from that generation just don't know how to give us. Let me first say that I agree, but I also want to add on that we have to. Remember that um, everybody is flawed. And that was part of my thing with um, Kobe, with Snoop, Mm -hmm. like with all of it and with Gail, where we have this. And I I say this because I think this plays into how we interact with each other in the black community as well, is that we have such a high standard for ourselves that we find it difficult, difficult mm, that we find it difficult and a little bit more challenging that when we do have mistakes, mm-hmm. that we offer each other some grace. Mm-hmm. Because this also does not have to be the sum of um, Gail's character. Right. Um, or the sum of somebody, or the reason of why somebody would attack Gail. Um, because, and, uh, after I watched uh, Michael Eric Dyson's response, which because I, before I watched it, I was like, okay, I I still need to cut a video because quite a few people have still been in my DMs. And I was like, okay, I want to clarify a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also can't take away everything else that she has done or everything else that Oprah has done or every, you know what I mean? There is a way, this is this is what I talk about and what I mean when we talk about accountability. Mm-hmm. I can call you out on one thing mm-hmm. 
but that does not mean I have to be um, disrespectful. But yep. I want you to know, and I want you to be aware because I love you. Yeah. Um, and I do expect more of you. And I want to bring that to light for you. I want to bring that understanding to you. And so I say that because it can be a very fine balance. It's not easy yeah. to do. And so while we while we require or expect these things and or and want people to, especially for us and people our age, we're all like go to therapy, go do this, go do counseling, self-care, self-care, self-care. Imagine how long it took for us to get there. So you're talking about a generation that had none of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a good chance that they won't see and experience that in their lifetime. And we are living their wildest dreams because of it, because they didn't get to do it. That Mm -hmm. does not make it okay for anything that they do. What it tells me, though, is is that because I'm going to therapy, I'm better equipped to help anybody else be accountable. I might not get you to therapy, but I can bring you along. And so I think it does. We do ourselves a disservice if we're always pointing the finger and saying, you know, you need to. And it could be either direction. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, Because it could go the same way. We could be saying to our parents, like, you need to go to therapy. And they could be saying, like. Y'all need to be saying shit about shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, keep your mouth shut. And while both may be correct, right? It's all about how we how we love on each other, because that's really what it has to come down to. Like this this is nothing but, and that's what I really feel. This is this is nothing but the fact that we love each other and we expect more of each other. Yeah, but it's in how it. we do it. Um, that's going to help us progress. And I think that's the main thing that we have to take away from this is that how we do it is what's holding us back. If we're not doing it together, but you can't attack me and call me out my name and think I'm going to respond positively to that. It's just not going to work. And again, that, that goes either way because of what she said, like you could not think, that people were going to respond, the especially the black community were going to respond positively to that. Right. No, I think you hit the nail right on the head, which is why um, that was one of the reasons why I chose that quote was if we give our children sound self-love. Like I think sometimes too, as as a community, we it's hard for us to accept love. We don't even see love when people are trying to give love. And sometimes right, you don't know love, what it looks like. You don't know what it looks like. You know, so we got to teach you. If you teach yourself what love looks like, you'll recognize it in other people. Mm-hmm. You'll start you'll start to recognize it and see that love instead of seeing, you know, um, somebody barking at you or, or mm-hmm. trying to what you call, quote unquote, check you. You will see it as accountability mm-hmm. or you see it as hurt. And, that I, and, and that's and that's what I do appreciate. Now I have not seen, um, I've not gone to her page to see her clip about this, but I do know that she responded because I do think that what she got out of Snoop's reaction was he was hurt by what she did. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because because she a good one, she better than me. Because I probably would have <laughs> responded differently. Yeah, I'd have been like, oh, I'm a dog face bitch. Yeah, something's going to pop off if I, if I get caught in dog face. Exactly. So that's what I, that's why I reiterate the fact about it offering each other some grace and being aware because Gail was able to look in that moment and be like, all right, I heard some people with this. 
And Snoop did the same thing. Now, I'm not quite necessarily feeling his response, but he came back I haven't looked for it, and essentially said, you know, he didn't mean her no harm, but... What? <laughs> but whatever well, the case is... That don't sound like a, a, a kiss on the forehead to me. <laughs> like, all my... Like, that's like you backhand me or you, you know... Sucker punch me and then, like you said, kiss me on my forehead. Yeah. What's that gonna do? The bruise is still there. You know, I like I said, I just I hate to see it just because I just see two two people in the community mourning, and I think that you know we have a lot of trauma triggers that I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people understand, and I think that if we're gonna talk about black history, we gotta understand our our trauma wounds too, Absolutely. and I think that you know. Our, our pain, unfortunately, is a byproduct of our from some of our history. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've been through a lot, and we have to we have to talk about that. And I think that it's important that we talk about it because if we don't talk about it, they really won't see the residual effects of what um, this thing called systemic racism has mm-hmm. done to us. Mm-hmm. You know, they really don't understand. We can talk about how we don't get jobs and how we don't, you know, we emotionally are jacked up. Mm-hmm. We are we are jacked up. We pay in ways that you can never understand. And so this is what we talk about when we don't think it's funny that you put on blackface. Or we right. don't think that it's funny that you're able to say, um, to, t- to take our slang and use it whenever you want to. But you can be Susie when um, the police comes up. You know what I mean? But that that's why we don't think it's funny. We, we carry a lot with us. And all of us are just in pain. You can just see it. We're, we're in... And we're years, too. Yeah. hundreds of years in pain. And I would say until now, we have not properly been given the tools um, or and or engaged with the tools to help us navigate that pain. Because I think something that we also have to acknowledge, too, is that we have seen a lot of triumph as well. But yes. our triumph is a byproduct of that pain, which is a byproduct of our history. Um, and so that makes it 10 times harder to navigate because while we may have gotten to a certain point, we are still more stressed. We are still more depressed. You know what I mean? Like we still have all of these other issues that we're trying to manage just to get us there. Um, it's, I mean, it's, I think that's what people really have to understand is that it's layered it is not it's it's not just this simple and i would even say this it's not just this simple snoop went off on on gail king and that was disrespectful it's not this goes back for hundreds of years yeah there's another point that i wanted to bring up too before um we shift perspectives um, and was that there is a black tax that, you know, that our men pay for when accusations happen to them. Mm-hmm. And this is why we try to take it so seriously to find out, you know, really what's going on in our community and how we're, how we're really caring for each other. And I feel, and I feel like, you know, black men seeing that Kobe Bryant triggered them in a different way. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, 
when you accuse a black man of something like that, even to his death, he's still defending his name, whether he was proven innocent. That is hard. That is, I don't even know what that feels like to never be, you've already been forgiven for something and then it never happened and it goes with you until your, to your, to your death. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a lot that black men have to carry. And so I think that that's something too, that I just wanted to say that I, I understand that. I can't imagine what that feels like, but unfortunately when our men get records, any type of records, mm-hmm. like let's take sexual assault aside, any type of records, that shit sticks with them for the rest of the, almost to the rest of their yeah. lives. And for I, the rest of their lives. It's that, that is, um, that's really hard to And hear. I kind of started to touch on this um, last episode, and that was my point in highlighting who I highlighted, which was um, Diddy, knowing that Diddy is a flawed person. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I say that because, you know, for me, I'll be honest, it, it is also, I'm not talking about Kobe. <laughs> like, this is this is anybody because it is a difficult place to be as a black woman mm-hmm. where I understand both sides of it. You know what I mean? It's, it is when somebody is accused of something of that nature, um, it's just it's just not that simple. You ha- you do have to understand the complexities of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, almost how you were saying, it's like put my profession aside. I'm a black person first, but I'm also a woman, so there's um, there's some sympathy, you know, mm-hmm. with that. But the experience, the because somebody again another person <laughs> that was in my DMs, like you know everybody was on. I shouldn't say this. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it was almost real all lives matter because their response was, um, you know, we all need to be better to each other. And I was like, absolutely agree, but that's not what the fuck I'm talking about in this moment. <laughs> like, it's just not. Um, and so I get that, but I don't know. I, I think people just have to remember that it's very complex. And to your point, there is an experience and which is why like I, it really, it truly weighs on me. When I think about ways to advance the black community, I think about men first, yeah, um, black men first, because I mean, this just goes back to my Django <laughs> thoughts. Like <laughs> he is supposed, or I want him to be ever and feel like he can be every bit of King that he is. And whatever I can do to support him, I want to do that because he is often the main, I mean, he's the head. He, they are the main ones that are getting attacked and that's why all else falters. Mm-hmm. So you really do, you, it, it's just not that simple. It's just not that simple. The weight that they carry, um, I would never be, un, be able to understand. I would never be able to fathom. It's not something that I ever want to, like I would never want to experience just like I would imagine there are some people, some white people that get it, like love you, but I would never want to be black. <laughs> like, right. 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 For sure. And, and I'm sure that there are some black men that are like, I would never want to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. The struggles are real while they're different. They're there. Nonetheless. 
you know, I, I think it's important to, and that's why we're so important to each other because yep. there is no other person, there's no other creature on this planet that can feel what a black man feels with a black woman. With a black woman. And there is no a black other ass creature on this planet that can feel, maybe not go through the same thing, but feel me as close as you can but a black man. That's powerful. That's, and that goes for any other race and any other experience, but I'm talking about mine. Exactly. Nobody can understand that but him. Nobody. And that's the only person that I want to understand it. That's the only person <laughs> that I want to experience that yes. with. I'm, I mean, we've talked about this on on this show. Like, I know people laugh sometimes and, and me not just preferring, like, I'm not marrying anybody other than a black man. I'm not. I don't want, I already have to struggle as a black woman. You want me to come home to a blonde haired, blue eyed man and have to figure out how to fix. And this is no shade to anybody that is married outside of their race because you have figured out how to make that work for you. I can't fathom that for myself. So it's just not going to (laughs) happen. It's just not going to happen because I know that there's nobody, like you said, that could possibly just even close. Because, again, there are some things that they can't. As a woman, there's some things that they can't understand. No, they can't. But being black, I'm coming into a black-ass household every day. Well, you know what? That is the perfect segue into our, not the next topic, but just another layer. Layer. (laughs) Of um, what we wanted, just to touch on. Um, Who almost said something extremely ignorant. Okay. <laughs> you know, this relationship that we have with black men is beautiful. It's so beautiful. If it was reciprocated. Um, so we gonna get into Snoop Dogg and the demeanor. Because let me under let me, it's the demeanor. It it was the intention. It was the hurt that was behind it. Like those words, they cut like knives to every black woman who heard it. Like and to see it repeated on everybody's pages that kept being reposted. Like you know that if then you take out a gal and you just hear that clip, you sound like you're talking to me. You sound like you're talking to me, and so no. just to have. Just to have people speaking like that in front of black women in itself, like we're, it's just such a lack of respect for us. Um, and we feel it. And it's not even from just the Snoop Dogs. I mean, mm-hmm. all black men. I'm talking, I'm covering all the spectrums. I don't care whether you gay, straight, um, indifferent. Black men, y'all neglect us. I'm talking to everybody. It it is so apparent, and it it and I know like when Terry Crews came out, and there were so many black mm. men talking about you don't speak for black men. I know y'all saying Terry Crews don't speak for y'all. I know y'all probably saying Snoop Dogg don't speak to y'all, but goddamn it, it's a lot of y'all talking the same. Yeah, and we and y'all hearing. And so this I is, get that maybe you don't we they don't speak for you, but you ain't speaking up. For, I still don't see you. But you're not speaking us. at all. So and your silence is just as words. Thank you, but we're not talking to you. Because 
the the cursing sounds louder than the love at this point. Yeah. It sounds louder than the love. And that's all I hear is bitch this and hold that. And let me tell you something. Before we even move forward, I want to give context to this to this podcast name. In the same way that we view and have taken back the word nigga, negro, <laughs> bitch is ours. <laughs> yeah, that ain't for it's you. No, it's no longer yours because you don't you don't know what to do with it. So it's ours because you don't know how to take care of me and my bitches. I'm gonna take care of us. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna call us that. But men are no that's not y'all word no more. Just the same way Negro ain't they word no more. This ours. It's our shit. Mm-hmm. So miss me with that because I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. You see, I didn't even think about it because again, any if you had an issue with it, you'll come say something to me. But nine times out of ten, you won't. Not about you that. You know, and I have those conversations with a few men, a few a few Christian men that were like, you know what? How can you say the word, bitch? I was like, why Why do you want to say it? Right. Why what do you, you want to say it for? Why do you want to call somebody if she ain't really your bitch? Like, like literally, like your girl, like your homegirl. She's not that to you. Why do you want to call another woman that in the first place? Just mm-hmm. you can't use it. It's not yours to have. You can't use it. So <laughs> we just gonna let that be that, but I we just we need to address the, we need to address the disrespect and um, the way that we have been dehumanized as a species yep. um, on multiple levels. It's, it's nothing but it's dehumanizing. Whether it be to insult our intelligence to insult what we can be, what we can't be, what we should do, where we can't go. It's, it's everything. It's, it's making us, we, are we, if y'all were, do y'all look at us like we three-fifths of a man? We full man too, a human. We're full human. You better so, speak on it. <laughs> we need to talk about this. So let me say, when I saw it, so I actually saw Snoop's video before I saw the Gail interview. Me too. Because everybody kept reposting. I said, what did this woman do? And when I saw it, it was actually reposted by somebody that I know. Mm. And I and to your point earlier, that was like a um, you're talking to me. Like you if you feel comfortable with Snoop talking to Gail like that, you have no problem. I would not put it past you to talk to me that way as your sister. And and just know that I motherfucking see you. That's one. Period. Noted. And don't come at me with the well, I would never talk to you like that. Or make me different. What, that is like if I would have said the same thing. That's like when white people say, I got a black friend. So? That does not mean shit. If you're not treating all women the same. <laughs> Excuse me. Because if, if, if you're treating me like this just out of your obligation to me as a friend or as somebody you know, as a sister, as family... But you would not do that for any other black person or any other woman. It doesn't mean anything. It's void. It's absolutely void. 
so that that's more so my point because I also want to acknowledge that it's not all it's not all black men. I can say that I got black men in my life that I know love me, that I know care for me, but I also know would not do that to any other woman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we ain't talking to y'all. We're not talking to y'all. Because if you get it, then you get then it. You and get y'all it. know, then you will be right behind And so you ain't right. got nothing to feel nervous about. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for those of y'all that are doing it, but also those of y'all that are staying silent in it, like, it's just as bad. It's just as bad because you're not holding your peers accountable. If you just, if you, if there was somebody sitting next to Snoop while he was recording that and nobody said, nah, nah, dude, you got to delete that. You got to delete that. <laughs> They're just as bad. That's just, that's just as bad as the, uh, the, uh, people in R. Kelly's camp. Cause y'all should have been saying some shit. Yeah. You are playing a role in this. By not saying anything at all, you are playing a role in this. It's it's just so it just baffles me how comfortable like <laughs> how comfortable people feel in disrespecting black women. Yeah, it, it's almost second nature. It seems like it just rolls so easily off the tongue. It's, there's no second thought about it. Not one. Um, as soon as you're angry. You know, then I just, I, I'm just the scum of the earth. I don't know how I got from your queen all the way down here. That's that just like what somebody said. Y'all was just girl dads two seconds ago. Yeah. It's perplexing. But I also think, you know, I just think that aside from like, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, you calling someone out of their name to degrade them. But there's just so many other things that I think we need to talk about because when we say that we y'all don't show up for us, it's not even that you we need to de- y'all need to defend us when someone calls us out of our name. It's to the point that you just need to listen to us. Believe us. Y'all don't listen to us. Um whether and, and I'm not telling and, and, and I, let me tell you this too. It's not enough just to be friends with um to listen to Lizzo. It's not enough to have, you know, a group of, you know, your best gal friends that you hang out with on a day-to-day basis. We are so multidimensional. We're so many different types of women that it has to expand beyond what you can see. I mean, all women. If you don't treat your college-educated friends with the same respect you treat the hood rat in, in the hood, wait, you got something to think about. She just is valuable. Yeah. She just is valuable. And so there's so many different types of black women from the nerdy black woman to the black woman who may not talk to you, the awkward black woman. They're all black women. All means all. And you can't love the... Listen to all of us. Love all of us. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. And I think that so many men are just so comfortable thinking that, you know, it's me and my, you know, my mom, my auntie, my, my sister my niece. That's cool. And no, you should respect and support and protect those people. But all of us are your sisters. We are all of each other's business. You took the word you out of my mouth. Every, you need to look at 
every woman the same. You you all don't understand the work that we do to understand the different levels of black men that we have. But yet I introduce another level to you and you look at me as in disgrace. Like I'm supposed to be just one way. Except all of us. And if I'm not your way... Still, I'm your sister. No, but my point is, is like, if I'm not your way, that that gives you, you feel so, so quick, so comfortable to dismiss us. Yeah. Like, and that's why I think I said something about like, black men being so comfortable disrespecting, but also invalidating us. Like, because it's one thing that, I mean, when you invalidate, you do disrespect. Um, but it's one thing to just outward, outwardly disrespect. Like you said, it's not just the name calling, but when you don't, when you don't speak up, when you don't acknowledge, when you don't hold people accountable, um, or when you like the example of Terry Crews, he was just like, no, America's got talent is the best place to work. You just invalidated her story. Like it meant nothing. And we know why you did it. We know why you did it. And then to double down and say the only person that I got to protect is my wife. Okay. Gabrielle Union could have said that when you were talking about your sexual assault case. And that's all right. what happens is that we go to bat. Y'all got us out here looking stupid. We go to bat for y'all. And because accountability, the type of accountability that we give does not feel good to you because it's truth telling and fact spitting. Then you cut us off. Right. Then we bitches and hoes. Because <laughs> I'm telling you about yourself. And let me just tell you this. Nine times out of ten, the people who are listening to this podcast, um, when you're listening to a podcast, so that kind of puts you in a certain category of people mm-hmm. anyway. But um, tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your granddaddies to tell their uncles to tell whoever. Because yeah. You know, I, I know that there are a lot of people who are going around telling people, don't match people's energy, stop cutting people off. Black women learn to cut people off. Yeah. We've cared, we've carried, we've done so much for so long. And I'm not necessarily telling you to cut people off because I'm on this new wave where I'm like, I'm not cutting no more people off. Whoever with me, I've chosen y'all. I'm trying to work on this commitment thing. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is redirect my energy where you ain't going to get a lot Absolutely. of it anymore. Absolutely. So, black women learn how to cut off your energy into certain things that no longer serve you. Yeah. Because it's critical for our survival. Because as you can see, they're not in a position to fully care for us yet. The, the ones that are hold on to them, but the ones that are not, redirect your energy. And if you need to, cut it all off. Yep. Because we can't keep walking through this world being casualties of war within with men within themselves. And black men know that when we are being accountable, it is out of love. It's only because I see better for you. I want better for you. And I'm not saying that you have to do it my way. But I'm also not going to let you sit around and walk blindly as if your actions don't have an impact. Like your actions don't have consequences. And while I say that, like you said, I'm not going to use my last breath <laughs> to do that because at some point you just got to wipe your hands of it but if I come at you know that I'm coming to you out of love you're not ever going to see me come to you the way Snoop came at Gail I'm going right. to check you I'm going to have some conversation with you about it and that's why I said like 
not only like I appreciated being able to have the conversations that I did after I made those posts and even the people that I didn't have or the black men that I didn't have conversations with where it was just like, I hear what you're saying, but just know that this isn't okay. And as you being somebody that's connected to me, I'm not going to let you do that type of shit. I'm not going to let you be out here acting like that because I don't want you to get chewed up. I don't want you to be the next Snoop. Right. So we're going to have this conversation. We're going to have this debate. And luckily they they are in in relationship with the woman who is willing to go that extra step with them because I'm no longer that. (laughs) Because we don't have to do that. We don't, and I we don't, don't. I don't it, necessarily it really do it with everybody. Right. I don't necessarily do it with everybody. But I felt like in that moment, I needed you to understand what this perspective was. Because I don't ever want to see you walking out in the street doing some stuff like this. Because you, because when that happens, it's going to be a little harder to pull you back in. It's going to be a lot harder to stand with you, too. Exactly. Because I ain't going to be the one. I ain't going to be the one, but you, you better, you better, you know, accept this because otherwise you wouldn't have people like Lisa Leslie. Mm-hmm. Lisa, Lisa was so easily able to have that conversation and go, Mm-mm. That's, I know about mine. that's, that's just not the Kobe that I know. And you want somebody to be able to speak on your name that way, where if somebody came to me sideways about one of my homies or my brothers, I'm like, no, you got the wrong one. That's not that's not the man that I know. Listen, I would defend my friends to the death, to the point that I've been dead wrong about some of my friends. They had to come back and be like, I, I, that actually was that true. Actually was and true. I was just like, well, at least you know, I'm a ride. I'm going to exactly. have your back. At Based least off you of know, what I, I know. got your back. It don't matter to me. <laughs> so, like Yana said, be lucky that y'all got some good ones in your in your circle. If you If you have those those women hold on to them. And they don't just have to be your wives or your girlfriends. And let me just say this too. There are good women who also ain't going to do it for you. They just don't feel like teaching you. You got to yep. want to learn. Yep. Everybody not going to take time to keep educating you time and time again. Yeah, especially if you, you want to learn something, it. you're going to go out and seek it for yourself. Just in the same way I'm not answering any more questions to white people. I need them to do the research. You better go get out and start doing the research. I, love, I, that. I just love that you are like more so things that would advance. I'm sorry. I just love that you are so comfortable now. Like, I want y'all to know. I know this is way off topic. Kiana been walking around the house, getting snacks. She laying down, <laughs> and I'm over here like I feel like I'm tied to this bed. Oh, I am because I'm recording. <laughs> I need a few snacks. So if y'all hear anything, that's her. I brought back some gummies from London. There's these gummies that I'm obsessed with. They're wine she, gummies. I was going to say, she just mean like gummies. What, like candy? Yeah, like candy. Oh, Not. yeah, they're like candy. So, um, they're, they're wine flavor. Oh, yeah, you but told me about those. I love, I, I grab so many bags. Okay, so I'll get to try them in a month? Maybe I don't not. think they're going to make it. I don't think they're going to make it. Oh, yesterday you don't grab like, that many. Slow down. You have to slow down. So I needed these. I'm sorry, I got us off. Um, got us off topic, but I was like, she done laid back, head resting on the arm, arm of the couch. I am very, very comfortable at this point. Mm, it's all right. Um. So yes, 
I think the bottom line is we have to be grateful for each other. We have to appreciate the presence that we are for each other. Um, you don't often see other races like they're men and women going at each other the way that we go at each other. No. Um, I'm not saying that these things don't happen. We just don't see them. Is <laughs> <laughs> my point. Like, we just don't. Um, so I just want to see us get to that better state of knowing how to call each other out, knowing how to hold each other accountable. Y'all have heard this time and time again. It's not what you say, but how you say it. Um, That's the truth. And it goes across the board. It goes across the board. Like, we are people at the end of the day. Yeah. And just by being a person alone, I deserve your respect. That's it. Nothing extra. Nothing extra. You don't have to love me. You don't have to like me. But you will respect me. Um, I, you know what, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I just think that there are two things that I'm really trying to focus on. And I think that if we all did a better job at this, including myself, I think it will take us all further together as a community. Um, one being mindful, just being mindful of other people, being mindful of who I am, how I exist in the world, just taking some moments to be truly mindful of of others because we don't really take um, a lot of time to consider other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And two is what Courtney said, gratitude. You just got to be grateful because I think that that's the thing that pays the longest. Nothing ever gives me the the longing satisfaction that I need except gratitude. If I take those moments to really be grateful, man, that'll fill me up for days. Yeah. promise you would fill me up for days so if we could try just to be a little bit more mindful of each other and just to express a little bit more gratitude I think it will it will take us far yep. it will take us far I so. absolutely agree well guys we had a, a, a robust conversation and you know what um, that is growth <laughs> that is because there were some points where I was like, Kiana, I don't know what you about to say. <laughs> no. But but that's my point. Like there was a way to have this dialogue, and I hope people got that out of our conversation, is that we didn't agree on every single thing. And that's okay. But we also was not on here calling each other bitches and hoes. No. And going for the jugular. We both are just meet at, me in um Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And by that point we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Are you gonna drink? bring me some hibachi or not? <laughs> right. Like when we get there, are you bringing that? Jeez. You know what I'm gonna Where's be asking for. Get there, like, so you really didn't come with any egg yolk sauce, Courtney? And I'm really? like, no. Goodness. God, this I can't wait I got to you some egg yolk sauce, y'all. Soon come. Soon come. Less less than a month now. Almost less than a month. Okay, y'all. This was a very good conversation. We hope, I hope, I speak for myself, that y'all were able to take something out of this. One, Like I said, one of those being that you can have difference of opinion, you can agree to disagree, and you can still love and respect each other at the same time and uplift each other. 
Mm-hmm. Um, All of it. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to jump back in. Dang. To share our tips and brush spots. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. We are back with our brunch spots and tips. I'm going to let Kiana do the brunch spot because I don't have one. Okay. So, we're going to do the brunch spot first? Yeah. That's not what gotcha. we normally do, is it? That's all right. We can go. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> so, okay. I went to a brunch spot in um, Paris. I was just in Paris. I spent about five days there. And I did a takeover, a small takeover while I was there trying to maneuver the the trains and things like that. Y'all, Paris subways, they're still easy, but it was a little bit, there was an additional challenge because of the language. But that's okay. I made up words. Um, anyway, so I went to a place called Marcel. And Marcel, they had this amazing looking French toast that I saw on their website. And so I went there, ordered the French toast. And guys, when I say that I didn't even have to use syrup, it was, you know it was so good. good. And I think it was like, it was a banana cream that they used on top of the of the um, French toast. And granted, I don't really care for a lot of fruit on, on a lot of uh, my things off of the griddle, but it was made to perfection. It wasn't too sweet. They just had the sugar amount, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if you're in Paris and if you're in the city center, check out Marcel. Um, also, grab yourself a croissant, mm-hmm. which was so good in Paris. Let me tell you, much different than the things. Baby, when much, I tell you, different. I ate them every single day. And they were so flaky and buttery. Like, Just oh perfect. my gosh. Oh my gosh. I could eat them every day with every meal. It was, it was to die for. It was literally to die for. When I tell you, that's probably one of the highlights of the, if not the main highlight of food that I had while I was there. My God. A pastry. Changed my whole life. A pastry. Changed my whole life. Not just a pastry. But anyway. So, I have my tips. You want me to get my tips too? Sure. Go ahead. How many you know, this week? Only, I'm going to mention two. Just one for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... My tip this week is actually going to go out to Robert Nesta Marley, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to honor Bob Marley. His birthday was February 6th, and today is a few days after his birthday. But I love Bob Marley. I yes. absolutely love Bob Marley. And I think that there are so many people that I want to honor for Black History Month, but I wanted to do a better job at learning about more um, African descendants from different backgrounds and different mm-hmm. cultures. And so while I love Bob Marley, I've been doing a little bit more research on him and how he grew up um, and just really taking time to get to know some of the people that I admire. So I just wanted to share that as a tip for the week. And my last tip is going to be Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is the Black National Anthem. And so everybody had an issue with Beyonce and Jay-Z sitting down. They said we weren't kneeling anymore. And let me just say this. They had their reasons for whatever they did, what they did. But I just want to say this. That ain't our national anthem. I think that we should learn the full song of Lift Every Voice and Sing and make that our national anthem to be performed alongside the Star Spangled Banner. 
that's my last tip. I like that idea. Because y'all know, y'all know black folks, that's that's the anthem that we sing at every black event. We don't, <laughs> right. we don't sing anything else. We don't sing the white national, the American national anthem. <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Awesome. Bob Marley and Lift Every Voice and Sing. There we go. We got write, it. Write them down. You, you, you I got you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <You're a goddamn laughs> <lie. laughs> you are a goddamn <laughs> Okay, so my tip is going to go to um, Michael Eric Dyson. Um, what I am doing, I really had this plan to, I did this a few years ago, which was to highlight on Instagram um, black men for his uh, Black History Month. Um, I have not started it, and I actually probably won't. But it's Black History every month, exactly. And that was my thought: is that I'm actually started after the fact. Um, but I am highlighting Michael Eric Dyson because I felt like he uh, perfectly articulated the whole situation between um, and everybody's feelings around what happened between Snoop and Gail King, um, because he articulated both sides of it. Um, there were a couple other people that I w- was going to highlight as well, but like I said, I'm really trying to put the spotlight on black men, especially when um, they use their voice and their platform to do good for our community. Um, he he's not he's not necessarily, and I think this is important for people to understand that just because someone gets accolades in a moment does not mean that anybody is necessarily attaching themselves to what a person does entirely in their life. Does that make sense? Um, So I say that to say like, you know, I haven't always agreed with Michael Eric Dyson, but in this moment I felt like he was spot on across the board and I just appreciate him as a black man uh, using his voice. So shout out to him. And I think that's all I have, so I'm gonna leave it to Kiana for social media and all of that. Goodness. Okay, so if you're on Instagram, follow our Instagram account at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. If you are listening to us on SoundCloud, make sure you're following us. Make sure you comment. Make sure you review. You can also do the same on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere that you should be right (laughs) i think so so yeah follow us like us review us tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend tag us in your brunch post it's been real y'all i holla